Learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome to She Leads Podcast, Season 5, Episode 5. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Our guest for today is Janisha Alora. Janisha Alora is former Miss Singapore and Southeast Asia Women of Excellence 2010. She is the founder of Soul Rich Woman, the number one female entrepreneur network in Southeast Asia that connects more than 12,000 women across the region with presence in seven countries, including Singapore, Malaysia, the Philippines, Vietnam, and Indonesia. The Soul Rich Woman Network helps women build their brand and online reputation for more customers, confidence, and credibility while making a positive impact in the world. Prior to this, she was an owner of a cafe retail chain with presence in three countries and successfully exited to a public listed company. Janisha has been profiled in CNBC and China Daily. Janisha is also an expert public speaker and has spoken in recent major events, including the RISE Conference in Hong Kong, Successful Conference and Expo in Asia 2018, and National Achievers Congress in Manila. Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Janisha Aluora. Janisha, welcome to She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. Thanks for having me on your show. You're welcome. So I read your bio and I want to say kudos to you for founding the first female entrepreneur network in Southeast Asia to connect more women internationally. I think that's awesome and very much needed. <laughs> yes. Uh, in fact, uh, we do provide resources for women like yourself to bridge into Southeast Asia. Nice. I love it. Okay. All right. So are you ready to talk about leadership? Yep. Let's hit it. Okay. So I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize mm. it or not. Would you agree, Janisha? I would say definitely because uh, for so rich women, we believe in the F word, which is for women who love the F word, being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence. And every single area, every single pillar, there is an opportunity for women to lead in her life. She could be the chief family financial officer or the chief family food officer, you know. So, so there is always a way and opportunity for women to lead in every single area. But we advocate and we stand for women having Having it all, that means you can have freedom, you can have financial independence, and you can be fabulous all at the same time. So we want to bring forth what we so call leadership and uh, like let women shine through their potential and the opportunities so that they can really be and owning the effort. Okay, I love that. I love the play on the F word, right? Because the F word can be something great and women as well as any others, but women I think were looked at less are definitely leaders. So thank you for that. Okay. So can you tell us when you realized you were a leader and what or who helped you to come to this realization? For me, it was uh, very young. I started working 
and supporting myself since I was 14 years old because my family financially, we were not sound. So my mom pawned her gold and sent me to certifications to be certified as an instructor in yoga, aerobics, and line dancing. Because of that, at early age, I was exposed to lead group classes, moving a group class of 5 to 10, to moving a group of 100 to even up to 1,000. And through this uh, journey, even though you know I know it was really tough studying at the same time, leading, you know, in a group of, uh, in front of a group of uh, audience, I polished myself to be more confident and knowing that if I were to stand on any stage in my life, whether is it my school or my work, besides the money, other than that allowed me to get out of my comfort zone, to stand there and lead so that everyone can be synchronized at the same time. So at that point, it was two things that came for me, Nicole. The first thing was self-leadership. Even though at that age, I didn't realize that was that. It was to able to lead myself to break through, through my own limiting belief mindset because I was not rich, right? Not born with mm-hmm. a silver spoon. So tendency of being bullied in school was very evident because you know I wasn't able to change my clothes or you know change my bags like even when I was having uh, I have like no mean girls so there were a bunch of mean girls in school and they kind of bullied me they you know I don't know if you know physical activities like PE sessions uh, when we're playing basketball or we're out there in the sun on the tracks they Mm -hmm. will pull my I remember there was one incident they pulled my t-shirt exposing my bra and my bra then they said oh you are wearing the same color again you see I didn't have a lot of money and for me if I could afford a bra I will buy the different types of the same type (laughs) if you know what that means (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I need need to save money right I I can't buy like different brands different styles so that impacted my self-esteem so that self-leadership was to ignore and even though I was affected but I told myself you know I still need to bring food home and put money on the table and still lead a group class and there must be something I can do for myself so that was first one self-leadership right and the second one was ability to speak up for myself And through this journey, I was able to take a stand. And even though I was going through that difficult time of my life, I managed to still get jobs for my instructor business. I mean, as an instructor, I was able to multiply and and I understood multiplication of time. Back in those days when I was 14, 15, 16, I already understood if I could hire five instructors in within the same hour, I could make more at the same time rather than just working and my hour for that time spent teaching someone. So instead of $80 an hour, I could make like $250 an hour just by supplying instructors to different locations to teach all at the same time. So that was the second part of the leadership that I discovered through this artist journey. Okay, thank you for that. I love that. And I love how you, you know, had this, well, you stepped up, you know, at the age that you had to step up and did what you had to do. Because even though that was what was needed, that doesn't mean that you had to choose to step into those shoes and fill that role. So that's really awesome. And I like what you said, as far as leadership starts with self-leadership, and we may not realize it at the moment, but when we choose to fight through adversity and focus on our goal instead of focusing on the small things that may be in front of us or the distractions, 
we know we are true leaders as well as how you chose to delegate, how you figured out that to be more successful, you had to delegate. Like figuring that out at a young age is really awesome. So thank you. Okay, so in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Janisha, can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why? My code of leadership is alone you are strong, together we are unstoppable. Each of us is a, you know, island, but when we want to do things and we want to be unstoppable, we want to move forward and do bigger things, we must come together as one. Because when we are, you know, we have a tendency to, you know, in the olden times, I mean, not say olden times, but we have a tendency to think competition, you know, we are bitchy, you know, why should women be, women should, uh, helping women. Usually there are these, uh, what we call, issues or mind blocks that happens for women because probably uh, it has affected them throughout their journey. So being able to recognize these pieces and know that our culture here in Southridge Women, you know, the community across Southeast Asia is able to stand for what we stand for, which is alone you are strong, together we are unstoppable and whoever who's aligned with us will still stay aligned and whoever who is not aligned with us will eventually drop out of the community and platform. So that in itself to accomplish the effort being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence. Okay, thank you for that. I love that. And that is actually the mission that I serve with starting this podcast is to show that collaboration is so much better than separation, than competition. We don't have to backbite. We don't have to be mean. So I love that. And I do agree that alone you can do something, but together we can do so much more. So thank you. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Okay. So I believe all leaders experience failure. I myself, I don't like to consider them failures. I like to consider them lessons, take more of an optimistic view. But Janisha, can you share your view on failure and what it means to you? I think success, first of all, isn't about glorious wins. It's about taking a step back and doing what is behind the scenes, what you do with others that matter the most. So for me, when I first started, I mean, now that I, the place that I am, I have gone through, not say multiple failures, but turning our mess into message, our disasters into something that we can spread the message. Because the foundation piece that Soul Rich Women was built on was that we wanted to help women to shortcut their success. We wanted them to really have it easier, especially here in Southeast Asia, to really grow their business and their mind. So for me, I have gone through failed partnerships. And usually when women say, oh, no, I failed in partnerships or, oh, I'm not in a partnership that's not working out. I'm such a failure or, or, you know, I don't think I'm good enough. Or I think, why is it so stupid for me to make such a decision? So I think this one allows us to look at it clearly and say that, hey, I gave myself a second chance. If I didn't, I would not be able to build a cafe retail chain. I started with my partners. I invested in myself to grow this uh, retail chain into three countries, Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, and then we have seven outlets. And we recently sold to a public listed company. If I had hold back and said, oh, that's bullshit, you know, my partnership 
back then failed and you know my life is such a disaster and I'm wallowing self-pity I will not even take the first step and because of our strength sometimes we don't see it but we do have my strength is in PR and marketing and because of that when all the partners came together knowing each of our own strengths we will be able to leverage on that and once we leverage on that we were a powerhouse right and that's why after four years we sold to a public listed company so this is an example of, you know, sometimes the things that we go through are just incidents that allow us to be stronger and knowing that what other women has done before and overcame in a community and you've seen it for yourself, these examples serve as a hope and a beacon of light for women to know that they are not alone. Okay, I love that. Thank you. I do agree Success, like you said, is not about glorious wins. You also said that we have to give ourselves a second chance. And I think I'll go even further. Sometimes it's a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance, however many chances we need to get to our goal and be okay with things not turning out the way we thought it would, but learning the lessons so that we can keep on going and do better next time. So thank yes, you. For sure. Keep going until your bank account looks like a phone number. Okay. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> With the area code, right? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So, Janisha, can you share one time you failed as a leader and tell us what you learned from that experience to help you become a better leader? I think for me, it's the ability to not keep judging and looking at uh, myself because Okay, in Storage Women, we have these four core values. If you are our leader, that means you are recognized as a leader on our platform whom you're serving across Southeast Asia. You, we, we have this kind of community leader thing where you can serve other women, empower other women if you're online and with your knowledge and expertise. So when all the women come together, there are four key values that we always stand for, which is play win-win, leverage, don't judge and then no gossiping. That means seek to clarify. So for me, all these years, because I I was in the media, I have, you know, I was in the entertainment industry. I had exposure. I was on TV, on radio, in magazines. And because, you know, I had a history where I was being bullied. So all these little, little pieces do accumulate over time, even though there are situations where, you know, yes, we have self-leadership and, and things like that, but that adds on to baggages. So in 2006, when I won Miss Singapore, I had the opportunity to go through self-healing, a journey where I look deep and dig deep into who I really was and what do I really stand for and what my mission and purpose in life truly was. So it was not like I read a book or stuff like that. It was a truly a self-discovery journey where I look into all this, uh, what we call baggages that you think that is not there, but they are there because they probably left a scar or impression somewhere. So over the years in 2006, I started to do all this, uh, what we call self discovery, self-healing journey. And through these, I healed myself. So let me give you an example. Being the child, even in the childhood, like for example, like for me, 
you know, we, we don't like to share things because now I'm running a platform where I need to share my resources, share the network, share my contacts, right? So if back in those days, because of my background when I was 14, I have a tendency to not want to share because to me, resources, every single penny that I've earned is mine, right? So standing on that stand, I don't like to share. And in 2006, when I went through that journey of self-healing, I realized that, oh, I needed to share. And that left a mark in me, right? So I healed that part. So when I went for my Miss Singapore, uh, you know, I represent Singapore and I went to Japan and China to compete. There were 90 delegates and they, some of them borrowed a camera from me. Like, you know, hey, can I borrow a camera, Janisha? I would like to take some photos. You know, I didn't bring mine or my, my battery went out. If I had not done the healing before that, I would not want to share. I would still like hold on to my camera and say, oh, you know, this is mine, you know, or, or share it grudgingly, right? But through the entire journey, I realized that I no longer have that. When someone said, hey, you know, can I borrow? Yeah, sure. No problem. Go ahead. So this part was really a very good awareness piece for me. So fast forward now, this season, I mean, over the last many, many years, I realized that, you know, these transformation pieces as a person is as important as your transformation as a business person on the business skill side. Yeah. So as a leader, it's not just, oh, it's on a surface. It's all about, wow, material and money and, and things. It's all about, are you able to dig deeper into yourself as a woman, as a leader to know that, the little things that you let go, the pain that people put you through. I mean, look at it this way. If they hurt you before, doesn't mean you have to hurt them back. Mm -hmm. If they have backstabbed you or cyber bullied you before, doesn't mean you have to do the same thing to them as well, right? So it's all about letting go, letting go and letting go. I mean, it's easy to lead when you're strong. How about the times when we are in fear, distress, in debts or going to bankruptcy? I mean, look, you know, have faith because there, there were two farmers who desperately needed rain and both of them prayed for rain. But only one of them went out and prepared his fields to receive it. So which one do you think trusted God to send the rain, right? The answer yeah. is the one who prepared for it. So yeah. if you want to lead in a network like mine, I, we are now reaching out to 200,000 women. If I had not prepared my, my land for harvest or for the rain, I would not be able to harvest today as to having such good results. So leading through your journey of self-healing is really, truly important. Okay, thank you for that. I love that. And I basically heard that you were in the past in a hurt place that led you to actually showing that through your actions, not wanting to share, having a mindset of lack, so to say. But when you were able to heal yourself, you now live in abundance where you know that what is for you is for you and you can help another woman and still succeed at the same time. So thank you. Yeah. Okay, so Janisha, do you feel it's easier, harder, or requires the same effort to be a female leader in the entrepreneur ecosystem and why? Wow, this is a good question. I would say 10 years ago in 2006, when I first started my business, it was harder, but now definitely so much easier because the internet has opened up. You know, there are more and more women examples who are stepping up and being, being different, being unique, women leaders being nominated 
to be the CEOs of companies or in leadership positions. Definitely more role models do lead us to be able to see it easier. But at the end of the day, if you ask me, it still boils down to the woman herself, whether the woman is willing to not look at those judge, people who judge us, but rather into those people who are willing to support us. That's why a community is really very important. Having like-minded women around you who is willing to support you. Like my parents are not entrepreneurs, you know. For them, becoming entrepreneur, it's negative. Like, I don't know about your culture over there, but for us in Southeast Asia, as a woman, you know, it's a tradition to get married. You know, if you're a girl, you're supposed to get married and then have kids and start another family of your own and then really, focus is on that but now it's uh, you know okay I mean you can be an entrepreneur you can do what you want like my parents for more than 10 years they were not supportive of my decision to become an entrepreneur I was I graduated as an occupational therapist uh, if you don't know what's occupational therapist, it's something like physiotherapist. So to them, it's like, okay, you could be working in a hospital, you know, you could be working in healthcare, you know, stable job, stable income, you know, why do you want to do that? So risky. So it's to be able to look for like-minded people to support you. And I found my my tribe. I found my community. And community are not followers. I, I just want to clarify that, you know, you're not just your followers. They are people whom when you needed emotional support, you know, the effort being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence, they're there for you to, you know, cheer you on and be there to for you to bounce off ideas with each other. And most importantly, you are able to, you know, build yourself up to find your own message, build a tribe and change the world. Because when a woman changes her life, her entire community benefits. Okay, nice. Thank you for that. I love that. And I do agree with you that, you know, the landscape is what it is. It is better than it used to be in the past, but there still can be challenges and roadblocks as with anything else. But I like how you said it boils down to the woman. Like, what are you choosing to focus on? Are you choosing to focus on the negative or are you choosing to focus on the positive? Because that's what's really going to make the difference in how you see things and what you experience. So thank you. Okay, so productivity is a hot topic right now, as it should be. Mm. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Many people want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. As a successful leader, this is a must. Janisha, do you have any productivity tips to share with our listeners? Yes, I definitely have. Um, having come from a space right now where I run So Rich Woman, I have a team of 21 and they are virtual. That means they are not based in a locally in an office. They are out there in Philippines, in Ireland, Dublin, they're in Malaysia and, and different parts of the world, right? And how did that happen? A lot of women feel that they can't delegate or they can't grow. One of my biggest productivity tips is to outsource, is to work in your zone of genius. Being able to outsource that five hours every single week of your time to focus on things that matters. In all businesses, as always, it's always 80% marketing and sales and 20% operations. So to do 80% sales and marketing, a lot of women are usually stuck because they can't give up. There are usually two scenarios. First is, oh, you know, I'm a solopreneur. I'm trying to to do my business, you know, or, oh, I'm new. I'm a newbie. I don't have the money to hire someone. Okay, wait, 
Do you go to the hair salon? Do you do your manicure or pedicure? <laughs> do you do facials? Come on, girl. Do you do your like eyelashes? You know, do you do like your falsies? Do you buy makeup? Ah, okay. So if you do that, do you have $50 every single week to spend to outsource this time so that you in the five hours can do what we call the profit generating activities rather than cost generating activities? And because of that, you will be able to scale your business or even get more customers in in the same period of time. Remember, when I was 14 years old, I experienced what we call, you know, I was poor. I didn't have the money to do anything I was supposed to do, but I was able to understand the multiplication of time. So likewise, fast forward today, if you can give up that $50 for your spa, for your manicure, pedicure, don't look at it like a painful thing. Some women, sometimes they come up to me and say, oh, it's so painful to give up the $50, which is $250 a week or a month. I'm so, I'm so sad. If you come from that space of lack, then you'll never be in the space of abundance. So come from a space where you know that for sure, girl, I'm going to be that lady of abundance, the lady with the F word. I own my financial independence. Even though I don't make a lot now, I start somewhere. Or even though I'm at my $1 million mark now, I'm growing, I'm scaling, I want to do more. Yep, continue to set your time aside to things that really matters. So this is what I have for outsourcing, which is the the most important productivity tips, which is to delegate 80% of your to-do list to your assistant and ask your assistant or your team to help you to make more money. Okay. Thank you for that. I love that. And I love how you said work in your zone of genius, right? Because I feel like a lot of times we try to work in the areas that we're not great at. And all we do is prolong the journey as opposed to giving it to someone that is great in that area so that you can work where you're great and then you're producing so much more in such a short period of time, just like you said. So thank you. Yes, and a lot of women who, for us, uh, because we are helping women to go from offline to online, getting clients online, a lot of the women, some of them are stay-at-home moms. So they feel that they are an IT dinosaur. That means they are not savvy, tech savvy. So whenever we say build, let's build your sales funnels, you know, these sales funnels are like your salesperson online. You don't need to pay them salary. You don't need to pay them commissions, you know, and they work for you 24 seven, you know? So if you want to have this limiting belief that I can't do technical stuff, then outsource to somebody so that you have the result of that salesperson, the online salesperson who can do the sales for you 24-7, you know. So usually we help women to see the result, the outcome, so that when they think that it's too difficult or it's too, too much for them to delegate, that result will motivate them if usually they will do that. Okay, thank you. Okay, so Janisha, can you share an experience that blessed your leadership and tell us about the outcome or the takeaway that you learned? Blessed my leadership, right? Yes. For me, my greatest blessing is to have mentor whom kick my ass. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the biggest because for me, I have my own mind blocks and my own limiting beliefs at times. You know, even though we are fighting and we are building you know, across Southeast Asia, I have my down times as well. Admit that I'm there to admit that I'm vulnerable at times. You know, am I good enough? You know, is Southeast Asia good enough? Can I do more? You know, sometimes we just put too much pressure or too much things. So a mentor can regulate and 
balance that. And I found this mentor. I've known him for more than 10 years and I'm really blessed to have him. He was the one who taught me how to go online. I made my first million dollars in 2013. I crossed $10 million in the same year with the group. And then, you know, so that pot of gold I made, I invested into a cafe retail chain. And during that time, he taught me, you know, I need to do sales. I need to know how to sell, how to market and not just do operational work, which is okay. But in business, we should focus on that. So that kind of tweaked my mindset as well. And then, you know, when I was sitting, still sitting on the fence, thinking about Southeast Asia back in the years, he kicked my ass and said, look, let's buy the ticket, you know, and just go, stop thinking about it. So really, really having a mentor is key to your success. So how then do you find a mentor? So let me give you an example. First, you must find it on two bases. First, find a mentor whom you truly, truly respect. Because at the end of the day, what's the purpose of calling somebody, oh, you're my mentor. But you actually deep down when the door is closed, when nobody's watching, you're not listening. You're just like, oh, whatever. You know, so one year <laughs> in and one year, out. So really look for somebody whom you truly have great respect for versus the the negative part of you. So really very important. The second one is to look for someone with a direct result or indirect result that you have or that you want, right? Someone who has been there, done that, right? Has proven results. Like for us, I must have, for me, I must see that the person has gone through shit. Like I've been through six figure debts and, you know, almost bankrupt. And because of, uh, you know, that my experience at a very young age, I'm not easily like anybody who say I can be your mentor. I'm not easily swayed because I'm like, who are you to say that, that you're my mentor or possibly to become my mentor? So for this person, James, his name is James Wee. So he's now one of my, he's now my partner in Soul Rich Woman, whom also I've known him for 10 years. He had gone through bankruptcy and he had made his $10 million and he is owner in a public listed company. That means he has shares inside and I've seen him through his, journey. And I think that, wow, you know, somebody who has been through shit and still be able to lead himself as a leader, which is on your topic, right, Nicole? And he was mm-hmm. able to lead himself as a leader. And the results that I wanted is that no matter what happens or shit hits the fence, he was able to rise to the occasion and bring the business from $1 million to $10 million and grew multiple businesses, you know, and that really impressed me. So, so that in itself, the direct result and the indirect result, the mentor is really so important. And therefore, if you were to choose someone, really look at the person. Is there someone whom has been there, done that, and not just like a, someone who has not done it before? I mean, because you want a track record, right? Yes. Thank you for that. I love that. And it's like, a, I think people think, right, because we are the helpers, we don't also need help, right? A co- coaches mm. also need coaches, right? So it's so true. And I like how you said you need someone who has a relatable past as yours, like someone who's been where you've been so that they can understand how you feel, as well as someone that is has already achieved what you aim to achieve will give you the best insight that you need to get where you need to go. So thank you. Okay. So Janisha, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and tell us how you've implemented it into your life? Don't stay stagnant. The moment you stop learning, you stop growing. 
And don't think that you know it all. I think these are the few very important pieces that I have looked into and examined in my life every single time. Because as a leader, you think, oh, I'm already leading a team of 21. You know, we are now in Southeast Asia. Okay, you know, that's it. Or, you know, I'm comfortable now. Ta-ta. No, no, no. You really <laughs> need to... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the other mini-me that's talking, right? So yeah. you really must be able to catch yourself and say that, okay, can I... It's not about saying doing more. It's more of, can I learn, you know, be kind of humbling yourself and say, can I learn? Is there a way to upgrade my mindset, upgrade my knowledge, learn from people uh, so that I continue to be better as a person, as a leader and not be arrogant, right? So really, really, truly looking into these pieces of self-leadership where you are examining yourself and knowing that to step out of your comfort zone to go towards the dreams that you've always wanted to achieve. Okay, thank you for that. And I love that it makes me think of like, there's always a higher mark that can be achieved. Like you said, if we're willing to look at ourselves and really self-reflect and look at our business and kind of figure it out, it's always a way to level up if we choose to go that route. So thank you. Okay, so you made it to the finish line. How do you feel? Really good, really awesome. Great, great. Okay, so Janisha, I want to thank you again for being our guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our listeners your contact information or mention any events, products, services, and or ventures that they would benefit from knowing about? Well, if you are looking into a platform into Southeast Asia, knowing women from different parts of the world, then do go to soulrichwoman.com, S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N, not E-N, M-A-N.com. Or our handle for social media is soulrichwoman. S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N. And then if you want to look for me, my name is Janisha, spelled as G-E-N-E-C-I-A-Alora, A-L-L-U-O-R-A. Okay. Thank you, Janisha. We appreciate your insight today. Thank you for having me on your show, Nicole. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. enjoyed this interview with Janisha, and I hope you did as well. I agree with Janisha's notion of the importance of self-leadership. Mindset is the key to leading ourselves effectively, so we must first control our minds if we aim to control our reality. Self-leadership helped Janisha break through her limiting mindset in an effort to be and do better. As Janisha mentioned, We need to be more confident and operate outside of our comfort zones if we want to successfully face what life presents to us. A quote by Maria Montessori reads, the real preparation for education is a study of oneself. The training of the teacher is something far more than a learning of ideas. It includes the training of character. It is a preparation of the spirit. I admire Janisha's understanding of the requirements needed to reach the next level and her decision to seek education and use outsourcing to continue to grow herself and her business. In Janisha's quest for success, 
she realized that it is more efficient to seek help from others to do more with less as opposed to trying to do everything ourselves. As Janisha stated, we are not an island, which means we need people to make things happen. Being able to relinquish control is not easy. So it is definitely admirable that Janisha was able to do so as a teenager. According to Janisha, we may not choose the right people initially. However, we must not let this deter us as those that are down for the cause will come if we continue to seek them. I can relate to Janisha's experiences with being bullied as I experienced the same. I love how Janisha turned this negative experience into a positive outcome by choosing to continue forward while dealing with the adversity she experienced due to not having the same financial background as her peers while growing up. Janisha used her experiences to gain the strength to focus on teaching others how to live a life of financial freedom. As Janisha suggested, we must turn our mess into our message. This is the notion that I used when I started Chile's podcast. Chile's podcast is my effort to combat the negative experiences I had with women during my life. Instead of allowing my experiences to make me bitter and mean towards others, I used it to show that love and collaboration is so much better and creates a win-win situation for all involved. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. Janisha mentioned the importance of understanding sales and knowing how to sell. As Janisha suggested, it is important to market and not just do operational work. This is an area that I can grow in as operations is my strength and sales is not. I will make it my business to respect the importance of sales so I can be a better salesperson for my business. I now understand that operating in excellence will only get you so far as sales is needed to close the deal. A Chinese proverb reads, be not afraid of growing slowly. Be afraid only of standing still. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. My leadership challenge for you would be to think about the one thing that you can take away from this episode and adopt into your life. I know it's hard to absorb too much information at one time, and it's even harder to try and implement too many changes at once. When I attend a training or listen to podcasts, I aim to walk away with at least one thing that stuck out to me and one way that I can change as a result. I challenge you to do the same. Don't forget to subscribe to She Leads Podcast for first access to future episodes. And also like and share this episode of She Leads Podcast entitled Take a Stand with Janisha Alora. Thanks. And until next time, be empowered and empower on.